0: started it so okay welcome everybody this is our 15th episode of sports goofs joining me andrew and charles uh we'll see if cesar gets to pop in at some point in the future if not we might have to do like espn sports center and just have an la version <laughs> <laughs> i'll just stay here another extra couple hours and do a west coast version of the show um
1: Neil Everett. He'll be our Neil Everett.
0: Yeah. Um, We have... There's only two NHL games. Eight NBA games. 56 NCAA men's games. And 33 women's games, even though four have already been postponed. And I'm assuming... Yeah, because of uh, the fact that everybody's freezing right now. Due to the polar vortex. And, um so that's uh so everybody who's listening to this who's living out there you know stay warm get inside stay safe uh and don't find shelter
1: that was actually legitimate uh advice advice given by i think the national weather service yeah lord don't take deep breaths don't take deep breaths wow so um what
0: was that thing you, you said about the chicago bears i'm actually gonna look it up they changed
1: their not their handle, but the name that comes along with it. They changed it to the Chicago Polar Bears on their Twitter.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's right there on Google. Chicago Polar Bears. Told you. Did they change the logo? No. Uh, I thought they make like a white version of it. Okay. So that's funny. By the Bears. Are on tap for this episode. We'll probably and most likely talk about Anthony Davis. He wants out of New Orleans the Super Bowl predictions for ourselves, what we think, some baseball talk, and we are now 14 days until pitches and catches report. Mm -hmm. And Bryce Harper and Manny Machado still don't have a team. Which is this is I've never seen. Two free agents of su- such high caliber, this deep into this to the off season, and yet they're not signed. And then, uh, our, of course, we got players we remember to forget. Our, our opinions—I uh, actually have uh, not a sports-related opinion thing because now I'm trying to get into like more sports talk radio where they just talk about nonsense. Mm. So we'll talk a little bit about nonsense. We were talking about nonsense before this. About Madden games and which one was our favorite, and actually, well, which one was your favorite, Charles?
2: Uh, I mean, I played a lot of 2008 Madden 11, and I'm playing a lot of the current, not tw- not whatever this year's edition is, but Madden 18. Okay. Yeah, so Madden 18, okay. and I just play for the franchise with my other buddies who live everywhere else. So it's our way of kind of bonding.
0: Okay, so Madden 08 because uh, certain Vince Young in the Titans uniform shows up on that. Exactly. There's no, I don't think there's ever been a Dolphins player on the cover of Madden. Now that I'm thinking about it.
2: Nope. I can't think of one. No, yeah.
0: not a single one. I know Dan Marino showed up on a NFL quarterback club back in the old uh, N64, PS1, and Sega Saturn days. And... Uh, I think that's as close as we got for the Dolphins as far as cover athletes the the heat uh, wait uh, we had Shaq and Dwayne Wade on NFL 2k and, and NFL and uh, uh, no NBA 2k and NBA live at one point mm-hmm. I remember that uh, there's I don't think there's ever been a Marlin on the cover of anything <laughs> Not that I can think and of. John Van Biesbroek showed up on the 97, NHL 97 cover. Was it 97? I or thought 96? it was 97.
2: I thought Giancarlo was on the show. Or am I thinking. Giancarlo like, was on ultimately.
0: MLB the show? No. no.
2: No. No. I'm checking. I'm checking to see if I'm right or wrong. Give me one
0: second. So,
1: uh-huh.
0: hold on, let's see.
2: Uh,
0: I know it's we're off topic we're not even on topic we're off topic we're, we're just talking about this but hold on we have I, no topic I, yeah we have no topic we're just going to look this up it'll be the show uh covers let's see let's see if we can see all of them here say ken Griffey jr aaron judge was on this past season yeah, this
2: year Olson was uh, 16.
0: Uh, i think so. no no it wasn't him. i see some right. concept ones out here but because people Photoshop theirs. There's a Photoshop Giancarlo one here, when he yeah. was...
2: As you can tell, I don't play the show except for what the year they had Josh Donaldson, so that's about it for me. So the,
0: fourteen? No, which one, was that fourteen?
2: That was mm-hmm. a while
0: ago. Yeah. And then cool. uh, uh, Stephen Stamkos showed up on the. Eleven.
1: NHL eleven? I think it was eleven. Or twelve. Ninety-five percent sure was eleven. Because you have it. Right, and then uh,
0: yeah, that's it. So, um, but was I was more of, an, of a two K guy for NFL stuff before they got. It was
1: twelve NHL twelve.
0: Okay, all right. So I got that right. All right. Um, I'm ashamed
1: so, considering that I'm a Lightning fan.
0: So let's let's talk. We got the Super Bowl coming up. This Sunday, we already had the media day. I saw. Uh, uh, one of the guys from Barstool Sports crashed the media day. He literally got in there with a fake uh, media credential and was asking uh, some weird questions to, like, Indominus <laughs> Sue and other people. And I think eventually, after, like, a couple hours, they finally realized that he wasn't supposed to be there, and they kicked him out. Hours? Uh, yeah, I think because uh, I, I forgot how long the media because they talked to like everybody, like all the players and all the coaches.
1: How did they not figure that
0: out? Like some 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 Miami Dolphins reporters are up there because uh, Brian Flores is now the um, defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Is the now head coach of the Miami Dolphins? And, well, after the Super Bowl's over, he'll assume the duties of the head coach. Um. Actually, he's on Durin, if y'all didn't know that. So that's where the Florida is comes, um, comes from. That's assuming
2: McDaniels doesn't tell him not to go and just say, hey, stick with us and I'll make you my defensive coordinator when I become head coach in five years. Mm,
0: that's. Oh, yeah. And then. Uh, so I still. Then there was the, the one, one question a reporter asked Tom Brady because this, I think. Um, 2000 Super Bowl. I forgot which one it was, but uh, the his first Super Bowl against the Atlanta uh, between him and the St. Louis Rams. Right. Yes. Um. Now it's come kind of come full circle. He's back here. We don't know if this is the last Super Bowl for him, but it'd be a historic one if he won because he'd have six championships, which I don't think anybody's ever done. But then
1: I found out that if he loses he would also set a record for the most super bowl losses at six
0: yeah he'd be five and four that'd be his record if he
1: lost so
0: six and three because he's been to this is the ninth super bowl oh isn't it yeah it's his ninth super bowl track. yeah and uh they asked him so now that you're a veteran and all this stuff and you know you remember being uh, a rookie against the rams and do you have any advice for 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 Jared Goff today? W- would you give him any advice? And Tom Brady just like, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna give him any advice. <laughs> not right now. I don't know. This is why. Okay. Um. This is why I never asked any NHL player when I covered, uh, hockey games, like any question whatsoever. Cause it's all cliched stuff. I there's nothing that I'm gonna ask them about their performance for the game that I don't already know or I don't even expect to, for them to say as far as cliche is concerned. Yeah, we'll take it, you know, day by day, you know, uh, we've got to take our opponent seriously, blah, 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 a good team over there and all that stuff. Like, there's no point in me asking you anything. And that question that reporter asked is a stupid question because of course he's not going to give him any advice. If anything, it would have been funnier if you actually give him horrible advice and be like, yo, uh, just... Just hand the ball off every single play. I don't know, uh, which if if the Patriots find a way to stop uh, Gurley, who's already has like a couple weeks to recover, and we got C.J. Anderson. Somebody actually uh, was talking about. I think somebody tweeted him that uh, people were making fun of him because he's he's shorter. He's because he's a running back. He's shorter and he's pudgy. A pudgy guy, but um, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm this and that. But I'd love to see, I'd like to see those people handle me in the hole. Basically, I'd love to see them going one on one against me. Like, who would? Wh- the guy's good. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's doing great for the Rams. Uh, and he's, he's basically, he's, he's. I call him. He's like, I actually responded to it like, you're a classic Sonic, dude. Okay, you're short. You're pudgy. But you pack a punch, and you're pretty darn fast. So, so, uh, guys, what do you think? What's going to happen for Sunday? Super Bowl.
2: I'll take this one to start out. I mean, my heart wants the Rams to win because the moment. It was the Pats taking in to represent the AOC. I think everybody except for those in the uh, New England area basically said, we're going to team Patriots. So everybody's like, we're going against them. Um, but realistically, you know, Belichick game plans for this stuff in his sleep. He probably game plans for it. Beginning of the season, just expect to be there. I think they're going to dictate the pace, try to go fast, punch him in the mouth. I think they're going to use James White a lot. Mm-hmm. I really think they're going to test the corners because, um, they're going to test Akib keep to who kind of looks old. They're going to test, um, Marcus Peters. Who's just kind of been around miss assignments They're going to test everybody. I mean, the way to beat Brady in the Super Bowls, as we've seen, is one, put your foot on his neck. That's what the Giants showed us. So that's where Aaron Donald and Chris Long, a former Patriot, along with a key to the league, are going to do. And the second key is just to, uh, you know, aside from putting your foot on his throat, put your foot on the entire defense because you don't want to have a situation like the Atlanta Falcons who got very, very complacent. And let it all blow up. So if you're the Rams, you're going to want to keep to that hot shot offense, whether it be running Gurley and Anderson in the combo, or just hoping that Brandon Cooks and um, mm-hmm. who's it, Robert Woods can do something. And if you have a lead, trust your defense, sure, but don't soften up on the Patriots' defense. So go conservative, mind you. Going conservative for any other team is going to lead the way. Them running the ball with Anderson and Gurley is the equivalent of how. The Patriots kind of ran the ball against the Chiefs when they were using James White, a lot Rex Burkhead, and Sonny Michel. It's more or less to just punch you in the mouth. But don't be complacent. Don't get comfortable. And you know what? If you gotta be like, what, one of the reasons why Philadelphia won last year was they were cute. They were doing the Philly cheese, man. They were, or was it this, uh, the Philly? Huh? I, I want to call it Philly cheese, but Philly it's not that. Philly
0: special.
2: Bad. Philly special. Yeah. You know, be cute. Do some trick stuff. You have a lot of speed guys there bust out in a double uh, running back set and then see which guy you're going to kind of give the ball to. I mean, but I think if I'm the Rams, the one thing I can say you can feel comfortable with is that, you know, the offensive structure of the Patriots really involves James White catching on the backfield and someone catching in the middle. Whereas the Rams can kind of do anything on offense, whether it's Brandon cooks on the slot going down, you know, on a deep route, uh, Robert Woods has a good hand so he can catch it out. And, you know, if anything, just run the ball and do play actions. But one point, I don't care if it's 11 points. When they did have the ball, they just got super conservative. They said, all right, Tevin Coleman and um, uh, what's his name? The other, Devontae Freeman, hey, we're going to do something. We're just going to run the ball and be conservative. When you had Julio Jones at that point and uh, Mohamed Sanu, you know, don't be complacent.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just amazing what the Patriots have been able to do, even though I despise them for their success. Yeah. They're just... It's amazing. They are now the team with the most Super Bowl appearances, and basically all of that has been done within the past less than two decades. It's...
0: Yeah, they have the second most... At five because the Steelers have six uh, so they're tied with the Cowboys and the 49ers with five uh, but I like well I've heard that basically the same points that Charles made over the past week already as far as how do you how do the Rams how does uh Sean McVay coach his team because um not many it was found out that he has like a like a sort of a mentorship type of relationship with Bill Belichick as far as um, they're texting each other and stuff like that, unless it's one of Bill Belichick's kind of Jedi mind tricks that he's doing, <laughs> uh, where he's, Ew, let me, I think these guys are gonna make it to the Super Bowl, so let me, uh, let me corrupt them over the next few months, and then I'll hit them at the Super Bowl. But it's basically, don't pl- It was basically the same thing. Don't play conservative. Have some, some, some nice trick plays up your sleeve and throw them out there at the Super Bowl. Basically what the Philadelphia Eagles did last season.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, uh, the Eagles, in a way, didn't play scared against the Patriots, they, even though the Patriots still had a shot at winning that game at the end, of the, um, and they didn't. But the Eagles didn't play scared, and I think the Rams have to do the same thing. If they play uh, conservative, that's not their game. It's not. It hasn't been their game all season. They've been run and gun, go, go, go type of, of, uh, of playing. Uh defensive players. The big name guys are actually probably playing the best that they've they've been this season. And Dungy King Sioux has has actually looked the way he's done. Looked the way he played before he made it to the Dolphins. While he was with Detroit, he's actually playing like that big monster uh, monster guy that the that we all expected him to be for for so many years. Um, but I think that was more of the fact that he was playing for the Dolphins and. The Dolphins ruin everybody, so uh, he's now he's he's playing in the big moments, and that defense is gonna have to. Uh, this is they they beat Drew Brees already, so now they got probably the next probably would be the next level as far as as if this was like a video game, like Drew Brees is a great mid boss, and then you get to the final boss, which is Tom Brady, and, and Bill Belichick. Like this is a great final boss if this was a video game, uh, so this is their their huge test. Uh, the The Chiefs, for uh, for as much as they tried, couldn't stop them, uh, regardless of penalties and things like that. And you see how you see how the the Patriots offense goes. They're pretty efficient. They 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 know exactly what they want to do and how they want to do it, and okay. that's what the Rams' defense has to be prepped for because uh, this is another beast. This is another beast of a, of a team that they're facing. It's different than what the Saints were. Uh, the Saints were um, uh, basically uh, a, a pretty potent offense. The Patriots are more of a basically well-rounded team, and Bill Belichick always finds a way to uh, pinpoint the strength of your team and just go after that and take it out of your repertoire uh, he did that I know it's the Dolphins are a horrible comparison because you could take out the Dolphins pretty easily but the Dolphins special teams was actually rolling pretty pretty nicely when they faced the Patriots in that that game before the miracle happened and he found a way to neutralize them uh, until that last play of the game which, uh, which was the ultimate special teams play if you will uh, well, actually, no. It was uh, on offense. Sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't a kickoff. Uh, but still, he found a way to neutralize that, and that's the way the Patriots. That's what the Patriots do. It's, um, so, uh, maybe if anybody, Jared Goff, he should call Nick Foles, and that's probably the person he should get advice from at this point, or Kurt Warner, or somebody like that. Uh, so, uh, I still. Gosh, I, as much as I don't wanna I don't wanna admit it, I still think the Patriots will somehow win this one.
2: Yeah. And just to chime in, you know what's sad? Well it's not sad, but surprising. I feel if they win and it feels like they're gonna win. I can't give I'm not gonna be cute and be like, Oh, here's a score. If they win, it's gonna be not because of Tom Brady. It's gonna be because this is the end the final game of the season, throughout the whole NFL season. And it's gonna be Sony Michelle just smash mouth killing everybody in the front line and everything afterwards. So
0: he's basically your Super Bowl MVP if that happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look how they utilized him against the Chiefs. It was let's gas him, man. And you could t- he's fresh legs. He had some injuries in the season and he came back. He is a competent runner, and then you add in James White. Man, you could really mess with a team. You want to talk about being cute, two back set. Uh, you can like do a fake to michelle and then just mm-hmm. throw it out to white in the flat and then no one's going to catch him
0: it's yeah it's it's kind of like uh like kind of like the hydra in a way the patriots could do this or they could do that yeah. and that's why they're the rams defense has to kind of just be prepped for that cuz let's say they they're able to stop the patriots running game you've got tom brady back there who knows exactly where to where to throw the ball he knows exactly how to read the coverage he, he knows everything like that's then you have to deal with that so it's hard to neutralize both of those aspects for the patriots uh, because you can neutralize one i mean we've seen games where tom brady isn't doing that great but oh well I'll just hand the ball off and we'll do we'll, we'll and then i'll do some some short passes some short plays do some slants just do this and that and next thing you know the patriots are still making
1: a touchdown well yeah. uh, mikey here commented The Rams will have to pull some surprises out to win. Rams defense will be the deciding factor in the game, so that kind of goes along with what you guys were saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's they they got some some big money, big names on that defense, and now it's now's the time. That's where now's where they make their money. So. Uh, all right, so side thing, guys. You guys have any expectations for commercials? There's that Pepsi one where Steve Carell's laughing at a script. So I haven't seen anything yet. like. An, and they're already releasing. Like,
2: are, great, are like, you teasers. bothered that they do that? Like, I'm a little bothered. It kills like the element of surprise. I know they've done it the last couple of years, but I always look forward to like the Doritos commercials. And now that I'm getting a, a taste of it, it makes me just want to do a food run during the Super Bowl. <laughs> You know, because I think we're all, there's two kinds of people that's going to happen during the Super Bowl. We'll be the guy who goes to hang out with people and bring stuff. And then you're going to be the guy like me who will forget to bring the stuff, even though he tells himself to bring something. And it's going to either, you know, be a mooch and eat their food or see an opportunity to go get the food. And if I already know what the uh, highlights are going to be ahead of time, I'm just going to do that and come back with checkers and like 20 wings and then a couple of big bufords
0: yeah it does bother me like i don't mind the like okay like the the pepsi one which is they're basically doing like a teaser type of thing like oh we got something special for you guys on super bowl sunday okay that's fine but some commercials are already releasing like you can already see them
1: on youtube it's smart though and let me tell you why okie dokie A thirty, I think it's a 30-second commercial this year is $5.3 million. 30-second commercial. If, And that's only... For, for 30 seconds, no one's going to... I mean, maybe they'll remember it, especially if it's a good commercial. But if you publish it in advance, you're getting so much more play and so much more widespread notoriety than if you just do it the once in 30 seconds. So from a marketing standpoint, you're—I
0: guess you're getting because you still have to pay for that spot, but still you're right. getting more, I guess, bang for your buck, for because you have to produce. Not only do you have to pay for the spot, you have to pay
1: for the production of the commercial and all that, all that other stuff. I mean, I do agree with Charles that. it it kind of takes the surprise out of it if you're publishing it in advance. And I, I do think that you can kind of get the best of both worlds. Do like a teaser spot in advance and then almost simultaneous to when you post it in the Super Bowl itself, post it on YouTube and all the sites. Plus, nowadays, YouTube and all these sites, they have replays on replays. These commercials are are live forever at this point they're not lost in that 30 seconds so i mean i think that would be the best way to do it but hey it's these companies money it's their commercial they can do whatever they want to do with it
2: so let me ask you this though if you're already releasing it before the super bowl what's the point of thinking eight months ahead and say let's invest x amount of money Why wouldn't you target the next best thing, which would be the post-shows after Super Bowl? The American Idols, The Voice, all those shows that like to have their season premiere or their uh, return of television after being on winter hiatus. You know, probably wouldn't cost as much, I would think. And there's going to be people who would stick on that channel. It's CBS this year, right? Yeah. So the CBS highlight show after that, then comes whatever, NCIS Part 5. (laughs) I would pick that. I would pick that because if I'm already releasing it, the idea of more money is to save money, right? If it's already free real estate, um, so I don't have a business degree, but <laughs> if you've already let it out there instead of a snippet, it's one thing to do the snippet. Like I'm excited for Infinity War. Do I want a three-minute trailer during the Super Bowl? Absolutely not, because you know you're just gonna get that theaters. That's why you don't see a lot of movie trailers this year. Um, just to kind of put it, because that used to be what built up for the Super Bowl—the food stuff and then the movie stuff. Because you could just release on YouTube on its own special day. Because what they do on the movie trailers, hey, here's a thirty-second teaser. Yeah. The movie- Tune in on this point, and then you can see it all. That And they do that, it all free. That movie trailer thing is is correct
0: because um, you saw uh, w- when they when they release a new, uh, I think, uh, the like the Avengers or something like that, mm-hmm. like they can release the trailer on one day, or Toy Story, they release it on one day, like, out of nowhere. And people were talking about it for, like, a week. And in, in at a point where nobody would have talked about that, that that movie, okay, we'll just drop it here. So there's no need to do it for the Super Bowl anymore now that we have the internet and all this other crap. Like, it's there's no need to kind of... Uh, okay, we need this huge event. It's basically like in, in video games. Uh, I think Sony's not even going to e3 this year Because yeah, yeah they because there's no reason to anymore. They can do their own stuff. Nintendo does it now They don't have a big show anymore. They just like oh, we'll just drop our own stuff on the internet and have people talking in the middle of February where nobody would be talking about video games at this point or your video game so uh, the commercials though I, I do get excited for them I like the teasers though I'd like I'd like a, a more of a teaser route uh, and then you drop the big thing during the game itself uh, it, like okay well you'll tease us for a week oh we got something good for you okay the next big huge Budweiser meme is about to pop out or whatever the new Doritos thing uh, I think Doritos has done a pretty good job with their commercials uh, new Geico commercial what have you uh, that's that's what I'm more expect that's what I like more than anything mm-hmm although to, to not the, they're not they're they're uh, they're not a non-sponsor but Geico's kind of c- contest for their commercials from the past I'm loving that I'm loving seeing all those old commercials from Geico and it's it's funny how you remember just like even as a kid like what what am I going to use Geico for even though I probably had it you know from my parents and stuff for for like in the car but <laughs> I still find a way to connect with them. I'm like, oh, I remember seeing that. That's pretty cool. So good on you, Geico. You guys are, you guys are doing a great job. Um, all right, guys. So that's that's our football talk. You guys, anything more about the Super Bowl before we move on?
1: Not really.
2: That's it. one comment I want to make because they this is bad media, and we try at this show for sports goof not to be that. Everybody knows that if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, he is not retiring.
0: Oh,
2: no. no, He's going to keep going. That, it's a slow headline. This is usually what happens from February until April.
0: Well, yeah. he's already he's
2: not retiring.
0: Yeah, he so wants people to play still ask like the or
2: whatever. They still ask the question because the idea of they don't want the Peyton Manning running off the sunset where you or won L. in L. A. spite of you. Yeah. Um, it's going to be like, all right, you already proved that be the greatest. Well, you know, you always want to be better. You want to be the most dominating guy, because right now Brady's tied with uh, Joe Haley. This team's so great. This is what the team needs to do to come back here, and they can't. They come back here, but say it now, for the love of God, every sports broadcasting station from ESPN to your local radio to all the other places, stop asking, stop wasting the viewers' time. Of well, Tom Brady, are you going to retire if you win the Super Bowl? Everybody in their mother knows it's not going to happen.
0: There's no point in him. Yeah, if anything, he'd actually want to continue his legacy because he, like, okay, so winning six, that'd be, that's, like, he's already at a, at a, another level. But, like, he'd be tied with, like, a guy like Michael Jordan or whatever. Like, he suits. if he wins a seventh one, then, like, he's getting past a guy like Michael Jordan. Now he's in the pantheon of athletes that are not just the greatest football player, but one of the greatest uh, major sports athletes ever.
2: Going yeah. for Bill Russell.
0: Yeah, going for Bill Russell. Uh, being, being one of those guys, that's where Tom Brady wants to be he's gonna he's already at a level that that he, you're in he's in that kind of conversation of well, he's one of the best athletes as now, far as relative to his sport you know
2: so i will just to touch on super bowl we might be belaboring the point but one of the things i like with what espn kind of does with their espn plus thing is have the detail mm-hmm. and they have like a certain sport uh legend Analyze, and I was reading Payne Manning analyzing Tom Brady's Chiefs or performance in the Chiefs game. And one of the reasons why I think Brady will always push himself to continue until he's broken is that there's, he was always trying to one up Peyton. Yes, he has more rings, but guess what? He doesn't have more MVPs. He's only got two or three. Payne had four. So that's that personal drive. So look, I admire Brady for having that level of competition. So a guy could be retired, but still want to cheat. He's that guy who I believe wants every check mark. And that's what I love about him.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's, yeah, he wants to do that. It's not a, it's not a question. I wish I
2: could be, I wish I could be that dedicated just to fold my laundry, but hey.
0: <laughs> I think we'll end it on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on. Uh, all right. So. I was hoping says we get here in time, let's talk about Anthony Davis. Uh, if he's if he's out there, if he's if he's gonna pop in at any point, I could hold her off. We could go to the Major League Baseball. Let's say, let's do that. Okay, so we'll yeah. hold her off for the second half if he's if he pops in. So Major League Baseball, we I, like I said before, fourteen days out from pitchers and catches reporting, and we still don't have a landing spot for Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. There's rumbling. Right now the White Sox are in the news like saying that they're out there trying to get at least Machado. I don't know where the White Sox came from, but and
1: supposedly the Phillies are in the hunt for Harper.
0: Yeah. And 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 Machado as well. So I don't know where they I mean, well, I could see the Phillies cuz the Phillies have money. Mm-hmm. The Phillies have a stupid amount of money. Uh, And they got a young core that's already... I mean, they they fizzled out last season. But for the most part, for at least three quarters of the 2018 season, they were right there with the Braves and the Nationals for that uh, that NL East spot. Um, If the Phillies do get one or both, I think that... Might put them over the top against Atlanta. It might. Um, the Braves are in that conversation for JT Realmuto. Uh, that could be a piece that could hold that. That would actually you know well round their team to hold off a uh, like a a huge splash by the Phillies if that happened. Uh, but still, it's kind of weird that we've gotten to. 14 days out and we don't have Anybody any of those two guys signed
2: now, Do you believe it's collusion the way that some of the uh, like the chris bryans and um A couple other guys are saying it is or do you think it's just nobody wants to pay up the dough, Pony it up.
0: I mean Well, let's eliminate. Okay, so let's let's try and play both sides all right, so okay. let's say we're on the side that doesn't believe there's collusion. We, let's find a reasoning for that. Now, not every team is going to be in on these guys. Let's l- let's eliminate the teams that we know are not going to sign them. The Marlins, thats that I, can, I can assure you the Marlins will not sign any of those two guys. Um, the Marlins, uh, although— yeah, Yanks aren't
2: going for Harper.
0: Yeah, the small market teams, the Marlins, the Rays, the Oakland A's, uh, those types of teams, they're not going to sign them. All right. No. Um, then let's look at the big guys. Okay, the Boston Red Sox—they just no, won the World yeah, Series. I, yeah, they just won the World Series without those two guys. Don't need them. The New York
2: Yankees—we have a crowded outfield. We can't even get rid of Jacoby Ellsbury, so that's our logic. <laughs> that's true. You guys are trying to unload him. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, Ellsbury. Uh, you got Giancarlo. You got Aaron Judge. Um, uh, it, that's yeah, you already guys have a you guys already have a crowded outfield. Heck, John Carlos is the right field. You guys have two right fielders.
1: Uh-huh. Um, and what they is they have a DH so they can coach. Yeah,
0: they're in the American League, of course. That that's what. Um John Carlos probably just going to become a DH at some point. Um, and then you've got uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers who additionally, everybody thought, was in the running for at least Machado since they traded for him. Right. And now it looks like the Dodgers are not in the running for him, maybe in the running for, for JT Realmuto. And actually, they're, they're cutting back on salary, uh, getting rid of Matt Camp, getting rid of Yasiel Puig. Uh, maybe, uh, the, the Dodgers have spent the most money out of anybody at least the last five seasons, you would say. Uh, $200 million payrolls and everything like that. So maybe they're trying to save some money because even though baseball doesn't have a salary cap, I think they do have like a luxury tax.
2: That no, they do. So, and I think they would be in the repeater tax this time. Yeah. So it just increases them And the Red Sox. We're also trying to shed the salary getting to Carla didn't help. But, you know, for some reason we say, Hey, we need more strong hitters than pitchers, but that's a different <laughs> story for a different day. <laughs> and, he didn't work out in the playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah, you always need pitching, right? And I mean, that might be that might be a thing, too. I mean, we mentioned it because we talked about Harper and Machado, but Dallas Keuchel's still out there. And then there's the trade rumors for Corey Kluber, who is an excellent ace. I mean, look, I'm waiting for us to just go for Keuchel because even if his numbers were kind of soft last year, mm-hmm. he's he's a starting one on so many. 25 of the 30 teams that are there. He would be our starting two if we threw money at him, and he might be asking so much. So, here's the thing: these guys aren't gonna hold out and not play the season like some football players might, uh, because they want to help their image for the next season. But I, I envision like a lot of one-year contracts at a high salary. Like I can honestly see uh, the one-year, so basically, million contract like to Harper Kev- to go back, like a Kevin Durant type of thing. Yeah, but this it's different though. For for Durant it was for the salary cap purposes. For here, it's like, okay, you guys don't want to do this, let's wait until everybody goes into arbitration. Arbitration ups the numbers. You have to play ball what independent people are telling you should pay us. Cause you saw it a little bit this year in arbitration. Then arbitration will influence agency, and remember what's coming up in about two years, a new a bargaining agreement. Yeah. So it's tragic because here's the thing. Like if you ask me now, Charles, what do you think is I think Harper goes back to Nationals, because I think I could woo him with a one-year, $30 million contract. Machado's the only one I could see taking a short-term, big-term contract, two to three years, two to four years. Uh, I know Washington, not Washington, I'm sorry. I know that Philly was interested in him. I know Chicago was interested in him. They trade for his brother-in-law. L.A. doesn't want him because did he have an impact? Plus, he didn't help himself with Johnny Hustle. not It's irrelevant at best, because I get where he's coming from, but they might see that as a cancer cause. and You guys can't see me, but I do it with the quotation fingers because whatever. Machado, he's not the prize pig at the fair, but he's a good consolation prize. And that's what teams need to remember. Mm-hmm. But I, I think these. I think is also going to get the, the one you're doing. You know who it benefits? Those teams that thought they were going to lose him, but they can keep him for another year because what happens with staying with another year? You get another year of their prime. I see Houston, who already has Garrett Cole and Verlander, you get Keiko on a one-year twenty million dollar deal. You're good because you're built enough as a team to make another deep run. You get Bryce Harper back at Washington at a one-year thirty million dollar deal. Hey, guess what happens? You might be able to battle out of a crappy NL Central team, or I'm sorry, NL East. Yeah. Um. And then you know what this also helps out Mike Trout mm. because next year's the year. That's so right. You have a perfect storm.
0: And remember, um, the Phillies have
2: like a massive a lot arm. of cash. Yeah.
0: They they have a massive eye on getting Mike Charles. In fact, he's the yeah. biggest prize out of anybody. Um,
2: he's man. He's beautiful. You want to take him out on a date and kiss him on the fourth one. He's, because
0: like, you do it. Bryce Harper's last season, you know, he, he had a lot of great power numbers. He wasn't that as far as he wasn't very consistent. No, that was, that was kind of like, that's kind of, kind of, I mean not ruined his his prospects because he's still one of the best players that you could get out there as far as youth and getting into his prime, but
2: it's an anomaly. Yeah, that's true.
0: So and... he could
2: have a bounce back season and just be back yeah. to normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and but you know you have a situation like that. But come next year, you're gonna have a guy who's always like AL MVP in consideration with Mike Trout and his skills, and it helps Harper, I think.
0: Yeah. I... But the Phillies do have a a lot of money. I think they, if they, they could go, they could do a splash and get one of them, maybe as a as a way to entice Mike Trout to come on over, Uh, because if you entice, if you if you make a splash and get Harper, because Mike Trout's um, doesn't conflict with anybody in the outfield, Uh, you 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 trade whoever you have to do uh, to for that, You, you get him. Regardless, okay, uh, yeah. you get Manny Machado in on there. Have a, have an infielder, and maybe the Phillies have a nice bounce back season. Maybe contend for the wild card or win it, uh, which is a lot better than what the Angels are doing. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, Mike Trout's days may not be long
1: in Anaheim.
2: No, and I mean he's gonna basically. Not not to take over the subject, but I just find Trout fascinating because he literally is our modern-day A-Rod of the free agency going for the big white whale right. um, that you could land. He, it's pandemonium. Every team wants him, and the team that has him really can't do it because Mike Sh- Mike Sosa, one of the most respected managers, and I hate the Angels because every time we want to get some playoffs, most of the time we lost except for '09. 9 um, he steps down. It's kind of a rebuild, overhaul. There's not much to do. Their biggest signing was getting uh, Matt Harvey okay, so what? Trout's looking at this. Everybody's going to be in on this guy. Even teams that have you know, the stacked team are going to want him. Yeah. It just feels like a perfect storm because you got the collective bargaining agreement issue. You've got the relaunching of dudes who maybe have to take short-term deals to come back into it. you got Trout coming in and then you have the arbitration set up high numbers. And then it also might be a situation where small... Because this is the one thing. We always say that big market teams in baseball dominate and they do for the most part, but every couple of years, there's a small market team that has that money invested in one guy and they can succeed. You put a couple prospects, too, because you give it a year or two also means that some prospects are ready, and you give them that face to the franchise, and you make some magic come into play. So you're basically playing Beethoven's Symphony <laughs> on the way to World Series. Yeah. 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 Uh, but,
0: okay, so... So you, we've listed some examples of why teams aren't signing these guys. The, the like, uh, not on the side of okay, this isn't some sort of weird conspiracy of all the MLB owners, uh, a la to like when Audrey Dawkins, uh, in 1987, signed a blank contract, uh, uh, with the Cubs after numerous really good seasons in Montreal and. MVP type of player, he actually got won the MVP that very season with the Cubs, uh, and yet nobody was signing him, and it was basically known that Major League Baseball owners are just being nefarious and colluding and not giving big money. Um, so those are reasons of why teams wouldn't be signing those guys, because they, they might be planning something big like the Phillies and trying to get Mike Trout, which is the real prize out of all of this, or they just can't, because... Look at the Yankees. Okay, the Yankees uh, are not in a position to get it because they don't really have Maybe. any place to put them, you know, or that sort of thing. But is there the other side where do you guys really think this is the MLB owners trying to find a way to regain control or leverage as far as their their uh, their struggle with the players and the players' association?
1: I'm sure that's okay. part of it. Um, I mean over the past few years it seems like from the owner's perspective the players are taking more and more control and obviously that is the last thing that the owners want they hate player control that's why we get all these work stoppages not just in baseball but nhl nba well the
0: baseball has been great since the strike oh it has no question
1: um they've
0: may it may be because of the bad juju that happened after the strike that they're trying to avoid it but right we're now twenty almost twenty five sees twenty yeah twenty five years since right and a lot of those players that never were, were were not even born when that strike happened right so which is makes
1: me feel old but baseball's making more money than ever right but as we discussed in another episode, it would be foolhardy for them to kind of rest on that because they'll just kill themselves again and it may be a death knell if they let that happen but getting back to the main topic I, th- I think it's a little bit of everything uh, I don't believe it's an Occam's Razor situation where it's just collusion it's just all these situations I think it's a little bit of a mix of everything I think the owners do want a bit more control over things but as Charles mentioned, Trout's going to be coming available. Was it next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone wants him, and I know everyone says, "Oh, Bryce Harper is the best player." He's not. No, he's not. He is not. Not just because of his his kind of hot and cold playing ability um, versus Mike Trout. He may not have the the astronomical numbers that Harper has had, but he's consistently great every single year. Not to mention that he's not such a cancer in the clubhouse. Uh, I mean, you always see Trout hustling, making these great plays. Harper's the guy who throws helmets at play, at at people that he's charging on the mound or not running out Speaking plays. God, I gotta look that huh? yeah, keep talking. Uh... It's, and by the way, that was a terrible helmet throw. I'm hoping that he was throwing it intentionally away so he would just scare him. But if not, man, that is such an indictment on his throwing ability. (laughs) But I digress. Uh, I do think it's kind of a confluence of several factors. Um, But I, I think another part of it is Harper and Machado are too... Not that they don't deserve all this money for their playing ability, but I think they're being a little bit too stubborn as well. Because My guess is they're like, oh, you're only going to give me $150 million? That's, that's beneath me. And, I mean, look at me talking. I don't think I'll ever earn $150 million in my lifetime, let alone in a X number of years. But, I don't know. I think it's it's a few factors together. I think everyone needs to kind of give a little. Player, These guys need to kind of give a little bit on their salary demands. Uh, the owners need to realize that this is just getting ridiculous. That they're doing all these contract holdouts. Uh... Apparently we're back,
2: and we're back. Uh,
1: so yeah, what do you what do you think, uh, Mikey Charles? Do you alright? Was my rambling on point at least?
2: It was. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do a new fun game, boys and girls, called role playing. Okay. My cool. name is Ted Lerner. I am the <laughs> owner of the Washington Nationals. I have paid Steven Strasburg. I have paid Jordan Zimmerman. I have paid Ryan Zimmerman. I have paid Bryce Harper to a degree. I have paid all these guys. I paid yeah. Gio Gonzalez. Yeah. I have been paid them so much money because I care about the image and the quality of my product. I care about my brand. I want to be the guy, the owner, who you know their name when they own a baseball team, any sports professional team, because unless you're a dedicated sports guy or girl – And if you're not a dedicated to your city, you might not know who I am. He wants to be the Jerry Jones of Major League Baseball? Exactly. And I'm not saying him particularly, but this is an example that's coming in. And I have nothing but a few pennants to show for it. And I am sick of dishing out these six, seven-year contracts. Guys are getting paid over $100 million plus for limited performance. And they're still giving fully guaranteed money for – all of this stuff, even though they might only play in twenty, sixty, 60, hundred, a full season of games, and they still get me nowhere. I still have to pay them the full amount of money on year spread, and they don't bring me anything. And we don't even make it to the playoffs, hmm. or they have a bad year. Hmm. My name is Hal Steinbrenner, and I paid Jacoby Ellsbury <laughs> a seven-year, hundred-plus million-dollar deal, and he didn't play a lick of a game. So as the owners, we're sick of doing these laundry contracts. What do these players look for? I can understand, On their point of view, is they want longevity and they want a place to call home because they're sick of losing a good portion of their money in hotels and places that they have to stay at that cost them their own cash and they have to pay for their trips and all that. But if I'm the owners, I'm doing collusion, it's like, look, we want to pay you, but we don't want to pay you more than we should pay you. So their mind makes me think about the Vikings. So I'm going to Bring it from one sport to another. What did we do with Kirk Cousins? We like you. You're 29. We don't know if you're a system guy, or we don't know if you could be in an any kind of guy. We're gonna give you a three-year, 84 million, fully guaranteed contract. That's what the owners are kind of I feel are gonna look for. They're colluding the block out dudes because they're sick of giving these very long Baseball is the only sport, man, where you can give Giancarlo Stannon a 10-year contract averaging $30 million. Equally 300 million years. And no matter what, wherever he's traded, he that, that team is on, that ownership is on the hook for that money. And if I'm an owner, I don't want to take a guy's contract that was good then, bad now. Why? Even if it's going to help me get a couple prospects or whatever, even if it's the equivalent of basketball, where we're trading in contracts, we have to have contract matching. At the end of the day, if a guy's just not good and he cashed in early on him being good, but now he's just injury plagued and just crap, why do I want that? So if I'm an or, if I'm Ted Lerner, if I'm Hal Steinbrenner, God forbid, if I'm everybody <laughs> else in the MLB, why what should I have to suffer for expectation when I should pay you for reality? Mm-hmm. You want this amount per year? You get that for two years you get collective bargaining agreement.
1: Well, actually, Mm -hmm. there was an article I read that kind of goes to what Charles was saying, that basically this is probably the end of long-term contracts because, I mean, look what happened with uh, Rick DiPietro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that is the worst (laughs) long-term contract you could ever hear about. In case anyone doesn't know that, Rick DiPietro was a gold bill for the new york islanders back Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s and they gave him what was it a 10-year deal yeah it was was some
0: astronomically
1: unheard of contract
0: and the thing is okay so Rick pietro i'm sure islanders fans whoever is an Islanders fans that would listen to this are are having a field day with this okay so (laughs) in the span of two seasons in a row the new york islanders use their top pick Top draft pick to get two goaltenders, Roberto Luongo, and in the following season they got Rick DiPietro at I think number one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was the first goaltender to ever go number one. Uh, that I might be, it might be somebody else, but I think he was. Uh, the Islanders chose to stick with DiPietro and traded Luongo off to Florida. Uh, uh, completely one-sided trade as far as
2: that in was the concerned. Hindsight-
0: yeah, in hindsight, Longo is now, basically, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, Rick DiPietro, however, uh, I think he had a couple of really good seasons, like very promising, like, okay, this is our guy. And they gave him the, the, the notorious contract. So here I'm
1: reading Wikipedia. On September 12, 2006, there were a little over 12 years since then, he signed a 15-year Sixty-seven point five million dollar contract.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. And and Roberto Luongo actually got one of those super long contracts too, like of twelve years with the Vancouver Canucks. But the difference was Luongo uh, had proven to be one of the best goaltenders in the league, and DiPietro, at that time, nobody knew this would happen, but became the poster boy for. He was basically. Uh, Carl Pavano on steroids Charles.
2: Yeah, I feel <laughs> it Disappointment but jacked.
0: Oh, no, but it, He barely played he, he, he actually there were full seasons that he missed
1: and a lot of it's not his fault. I mean, i mean, yeah he, injuries are injuries he, he was just probably the most unlucky but incredibly well played a paid person in history yeah, because he was—he would get groin pulls, he would get concussions, he would. The guy so he's was unlucky. I think one of his injuries <laughs> came Greg in a olden. fight. I think one of his injuries was in a fight against the Pittsburgh Penguins, where he got a, he got a one hit K where he was one hit KO'd, and he missed a few days. So, um,
0: but getting back to that. The Islanders regret that contract, but it hamstrung them for in a decade. Like, more than a decade, it hamstrung them. Um, And Major League Baseball players want super long contracts, I think. uh, I think
1: any player wants a super long contract. That's the, you want, the player wants stability.
0: I think only the NBA is probably the trend, are going against that trend, where players are able to kind of not hold a team hostage, but leverage more, more, more control uh, by okay. I'll sign short contracts, but a la LeBron and KD, and teams basically have to be more have to kind of uh, throw themselves at them and and uh, well,
2: well, well. As this article pointed more? out,
1: that appears to be what the trend is at yeah. least for Major League Baseball, yeah. and I think that can be easily extrapolated out to the rest of the major leagues yeah. because. Players, they want those long-term contracts because they want that stability and that consistent income coming in. The owners, if they could, they would sign everybody to one-year contracts because you never know if a player is going to completely dissolve Hmm. the next season. So the shorter, the the more flexibility you have.
0: The owners just want to remove the risk... Exactly. Associated with those super long contracts,
1: like look at um, Albert Pujols. He was given a a nice hefty long term contract by the Angels. Unfortunately, and I love yeah. the guy; he's a great player, great person. But he's aging. It happens. But I think they. Well, when you when you give a guy who's
0: right in the middle of his prime, like Pujols was, or at least getting towards the end of it, you kind of expect those last few years to be, you know, lean. However, I I think a lot of teams are wary about those guys who get the massive contract and okay, supposedly they're gonna get into their prime or in the middle of the prime and they just fall off a cliff. Um which I don't expect to happen to Mike Trout or 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 even Bryce Harper, but uh I do see the owner's side of it. However, um it, it, it comes with the territory, and if they, if they want to go at this, then they can, but I don't think baseball is getting a salary cap unless – because teams are making money, um, even though baseball's popularity is, 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 is not as much as it used to be, there's still a lot of money to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's collusion, but I do think that it is going to come to a head in 2020. When, or 2021? When is the the CBA up? I
2: think it's 2021. Okay, I'll check right now. Yeah,
0: that, well, whenever it is. So, all right, guys. Um, but that's we. That's a lot of baseball talk. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it is 2021, by the way.
0: Okay, so yeah, 2021. All right, um, we'll see what happens unless they can strike a deal before that. But uh, players are already complaining and making their 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 thoughts known especially those one to three year players who are uh, i think a lot of owners are trying to um get them to kind of almost get to arbitration but then okay we'll give you a little bit more then we'll avoid arbitration i think that that's kind of a ploy they're doing as well which is kind of dirty for them all right um we're we should get to our first segment. well it's midway through the show we know what what that means
2: it's the best time of the segments. It, the best time of have chosen. Oh,
0: yeah. It's a word from our non sponsors. <laughs> uh, who wants to start? Who's itching to, to talk about their non sponsors? And any viewers out there, you can throw out your non sponsors there as well. I think you should start, Francisco. You don't usually start. I don't usually start. Okay. All right, guys. So for my non sponsor, uh, I'd have to give it to. Uh, You guys don't use these, um, but maybe people won't even know what I'm talking about. uh, I'm going to give it to all of the federal workers that have come back to work. Uh, One of our good buddies is a federal worker uh, because those guys had to endure an entire month. And and a few more days. Without pay. Uh, Some of them working anyways without pay and not by choice uh not by choice and are coming back to work this week and chaos has ensued if if you will but they're finding a way to make order of the chaos for example today and uh i'm an immigration attorney so i go down to the immigration court in miami florida uh and so the I have a lot of things to file and Because uh, I couldn't file things for for an entire month You get over there and there's just a massive long line. Just a, I waited for an hour To file whatever I needed to file. How long does it usually take? Uh usually I would just walk in and maybe 10 maybe 15 minute way if you wanted to if there were a few people there But this is just a long line and tomorrow is even gonna it's gonna be worse because they're expecting more people to come in uh, I I was at the clerk window and they have those guys, those guys are just I don't know how they're doing it but they are running like clockwork trying to get everything filed trying to get in all the paperwork that they haven't been able to get in for a month and I'm just seeing these guys just like they're time stamping things so you're just hearing the time stamp machine go doom, 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 doom. Like, I saw this guy he was basically like boom 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 just like like a freaking uh, like an assembly line type of thing he's just uh, filing things and and I, I'm I just want to give thanks to those guys. Uh, I'm sure these this whole week has been really hard. I've called other courts as well because I need to ask about other cases that I have out of state. And people are it doesn't sound like they're overworked. I just try and help them out by knowing what I want to ask and things like that. So uh, the TSA people they worked throughout uh, the uh, the work stoppage uh, at, without pay and planes weren't falling out of the sky uh, on purpose uh, or or by accident whichever (laughs) and thank you to the federal workers you guys are my non-sponsors I'm sure you guys don't have money to sponsor us anyways but thank you Charles
1: you want to go next
2: I will I will as I think I start every non-sponsor sponsor -sponsor programs I always kind of preface of how old I feel and how old I am Mm. because I'm old I'm I'm pushing thirty, it's coming. Pushing thirty, I am thirty. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm twenty, I'm twenty nine, so we're both at life's end. But there's something, you know, you think about a product that brings it back to a time where everything was simple, and clean. Oh boy. And nostalgia kicks in, mm. and for me, the nostalgia, which is pseudo nostalgia, pseudo reality, is that Kingdom Hearts three came out this Ooh. week, and I've done Whoa. my waiting thirteen years of it. Not only Whoa. at sports goofs are we just a sports program, but we, when we have a working computer, like to play some video games. I play video games over here at my place. I have a, but, I have
0: my eye on a capture card, so I, I will. I'm it, it's up. coming.
2: It's yeah, coming. I'm but if up. you like a little light JRPG mm. with a story that makes no sense, blended in That's with true. Disney characters, <laughs> with the story of friendship, no, the, the, on the story loyalty. will make
0: some more sense if you buy every part of the story, which includes the handhelds. And there's even a Japan there's I think there's a play in Japan, like a show in Japan. That's also part of the the canon timeline. So
2: But let's be real. If you ever wanna beat some thugs up with your boys, Goofy and Donald, Hercules, you know, couple of people from the Big Hero Six movie, which I only seen once, and a few other things, and you wanna have fun and you wanna feel simple and clean, go to your sanctuary. Obviously, I'm playing off the titles for those who never play the games. That's the name of the great music. The soundtracks are phenomenal. You should really uh, you know, listen to them. I listened to them during the bar exam. I think the reason why I passed was because of Square Enix and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. But go get it. It's fun. If you haven't played it, you know, 1 and 2, go watch the video on YouTube or read the wikis it's out now for your ps4 and xbox one i will be devoting a week into it i expect to lose 40 hours in the next three weeks of my life and i'm gonna have fun with it and complete a chapter of when i was a child now a man kind of <laughs> <And it feels laughs> simple, clean at the end nice uh promo code promo code loyalty because i waited <laughs> yeah
1: All right, mine is not a product, actually. And my non-sponsor of the week is dogs.
0: Aww.
1: Dogs are awesome. I I don't know. I was getting ready to come here today, and my dog decided to... I have a little four-pound chihuahua, and she was just... You know what? I'm going to start kissing your feet. Because she can't reach my face, and she's probably oh, six oh, inches oh, off the oh, ground. Oh, oh. She's way too tiny. Actually, let me see. I'm going to shoot something over to Francisco so he can post a picture of her online. Um, Your dog's a
0: long-haired chihuahua, right? That is correct. I'm, I just put a Google search for long-haired chihuahua so you can have an idea
1: of what she looks like. She's <laughs> more likely than not cuter than that. And... <laughs> Uh, spe- uh, all
2: right. <laughs> Sounds like loyalty to me.
1: <laughs> um, but it's like it's unconditional love, and dogs are awesome like that. Here, I have a picture. I'm going to send it over right now. Mm. Um, dogs are just awesome, and there's not really much more I can say than that because it's it's kind of a fact dogs are awesome and they make everything in life better they they are better than any food drink drug that you think makes you your life better dogs and really pets in general but especially dogs are ah thank you charles a good (laughs) non-sponsor sponsors um just dogs are fantastic I and I, I know I'm rambling here not really saying anything of much substance but hopefully you understand where I'm coming from because dogs are awesome um, and hopefully I can stall for a few more minutes while Francisco puts yeah I'm trying to find a way to get it on my screen here
0: so just give me a second but yeah no the dogs are awesome I have two dogs of my own right now well they live in my parents house um, Uh, I love dogs dogs seem to connect with me Uh, my every time like my aunts kids have to go out someplace on vacation or whatever they um, they they leave their dogs at my aunt's house and sometimes I walk in the door and all of a sudden there's a dog there and it just brightens my day once I get there the dogs always seem to connect with me uh, whether it's uh, a little Chihuahua, a Schnauzer, or a giant pit bull—I uh, seem to connect with all of them, and I just kind of find a way to do that. I have the El Paso Chihuahuas up there for some reason, um, uh, and so um, they're actually, kind of my
1: adopted team because, well, Chihuahuas.
0: Yeah. So I can't seem to get it up here, but I already showed what a long-haired Chihuahua looks like. So uh, she looks kind of like that, but she's she's all. all black hair and um, yeah yeah but next I, we'll, we'll, we'll try and get the photos and we'll download them we'll show them off next time we'll probably have like a slideshow or something uh,
1: of all our dogs and that'll yeah. be a nice little mini segment is the the dogs <laughs> of sport goose <laughs> well actually a lot of teams are getting dogs now yes the the, the blues they have, well that's kind of odd because they're training the dog to become a service dog.
0: Yeah, but still, it's but still. still a mark. Uh, I don't know if it's a, well. It is a marketing tactic, and, right? You know, oh, a little dog or whatever. But, um, but I'm actually gonna put that up screen. St. Louis Blues dog. <laughs> there it is. St. Louis dog. His name is Barkley. Sure. Yeah.
1: And then across sports, uh, in, particularly in college football, they have tea retrieving dogs, where mm-hmm. after a kickoff. They'll have a dog run out and pick up the tee. You know, Boise State has one, a couple of others. Then in minor league baseball, you have bat dogs, which yeah, will come out. that's actually what I was looking for. And retrieve bats and uh, deliver balls and drinks to the umpires. And then now you have hockey dogs.
0: Yeah, now we have hockey dogs. And a lot of uh, there's and there's some college teams that have dogs as their mascot, and have right. an actual dog as the mascot, right? Um, even uh, like Ugga, who was almost killed, I know, by the Texas Longhorn mascot,
1: right? And then you've got Rebeli, who's the the collie mascot of Texas A and M, the Volunteers have a dog mascot, Smokey Tennessee. Blue, I think it's a blue tick coon hound. Hmm. It's definitely a hound of some kind, and I know. University of Tulsa has, it's it's not an official mascot, it's a secondary mascot, who's a golden retriever, which makes sense since they're the golden hurricane. Real cute dog. So, just kind of wrapping it up, my non-sponsor of the week is dogs. They're awesome, they're cute, they love, I love them. Enough said. Uh, I guess my promo code would be... Adopt if possible because there are a lot of dogs out there who need loving homes, deserve loving homes, that don't have them. And I know there's some circumstances where you can't, whether you're adopting where you're getting a service dog and they need certain requirements, or uh, if you need hypoallergenic things like that. But if you can, adopt. I mean. All dogs deserve love, so not nurse, and that's including the ones that don't come from a breeder. So that's both a that's both a promo code and a PSA. <laughs> and, and
0: remember to spay and neuter your pets. Yes, as oh, as, that, as Bob Barker would say,
1: which is such a fantastic and fitting name. Think about it. Talking about sp- spay and neutering your pets from Bob Barker. Oh, of course. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the end of that segment. <laughs> we can end on that. All right. Uh, so, thank you, everybody. So, Dogs, Federal, Workers, and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 are non-sponsored. I don't think twice week. to go by it. Yeah. So, um, all right, what's next? What's next? I guess we can go to uh, players who remember to forget if you guys want to. Because, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, we could do that. Do we? Do we have anybody? Anybody out there? Uh, do, you, do you guys uh, prep for? I or? mean,
2: our our uh, our little dialogue kind of created one for me because I was gonna go somewhere a little out there, but okay. I'll start with uh, one. So this came up in our message logs between Mikey and us because Graham Harrell is appointed the offensive coordinator for USC after the new Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach Cliff Kingsbury was there for a hot minute as the OC for USC. <laughs> mm. And no, it's not going to be Graham Harrell. It's going to be one Cedric Benson, who I will talk about as my player that we remember that we forgot. Um, so Cedric Benson had a very interesting career. He played uh, at the University of Texas. He was a, a Contest All-American. He was drafted by Chicago Bears, uh, four-four-all in the 2005 NFL draft. He also played for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Green Bay Packers. Long story short, he kind of had a very rough go with the Chicago Bears. He was injured a lot. He got into some trouble with the law. And this is the guy who they had in a high position. He's like, you know what? We don't want to deal with you. They got rid of him. So he ended up going to the Cincinnati Bengals and was kind of there for the pseudo-resurgence of the good years of the Bengals when Carson Palmer was there and I think also when they got um, Andy Dalton for a year or so. Uh, He put up some 1000 yards seasons there like once or two times. Uh, Not a lot, but he was a consistent face there. And his personality kind of meshed a little bit with Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Chad Ochocinco, which was very rare because he didn't really agree with a lot of people. So he was let go by the Bengals in 2012. So people were like, okay, where's he going to go? The reason why I bring him up when I saw the name is I remember when he signed with the Green Bay Packers in 2012, and the sports media just jumped on it because they felt that this was the missing piece. Because what was always the knack about the Aaron Rodgers team when he was a little bit younger? They had the passing game, because at that time it was, and we're going to bust out some names here, aside from Jordy Nelson, you had um, Donald Driver, Donald Jones at tight end, uh, but you had a rotating door of guys who were running backs that couldn't do it. So they needed to think. So they were like, all right, he's going to be the completion. He's going to do it for us. A little what happened is he was signed in August for a one-year deal, and then got injured in October with a Lisfranc injury on his foot, and then he didn't play anything after that. So he kind of disappeared. Um, you know, he had a an okay career at the end of the day. He had I'm looking at stats three uh, thousand yard um, rushing seasons and didn't do anything in Green Bay. But it was the arrest that he had in 2008, which was a DUI. 2010, when he punched a bartender in the face. 2011 when he had another assault uh, and then most recently in 2018 in the summer he was arrested again for DUI um, and he failed that. So mm-hmm. not that I want to put a guy up there for having legal issues but it's kind of prevalent a lot in the NFL where there's always seems to be that star quality player that yeah. had legal issues that, was beyond, that obviously was when you think about it, a cry for help because if you look at after his post-career you know, it's, it's all, all the same arrest. And I just find it interesting because who do we see now that self-assortment? Josh Gordon, who is going to probably be suspended indefinitely because of his pot charges and he might have an alcohol addiction issue. Justin Blackman with the Jaguars, who had basically had two years of playing time but had a combination of, of you know, the pot use and then the alcohol use and then you know, I think he punched somebody if memory serves me right. Um, makes you kind of wonder, this is a player you forget. You remember to forget. He wasn't bad. He was just, he was a, I don't want to say victim of circumstance, but it was an interesting what happens when you're a young cat making all that cash and you don't have the proper safety net in the NFL and what's happening now to him.
0: I, I think uh, there's a, uh, there's a point there that you said uh, as far as maybe it was a cry for help because there's a, actually a great um, charitable thing happening today. It's actually bell. Let's talk day. So bell is a, I
1: saw that. What yeah. is, so, what is
0: that? Okay. So bell is one of the, uh, I guess telecommunications companies up there in canada mm-hmm. um, yeah. they they are the i guess the the naming rights for the bell center which is where the montreal canadiens play mm-hmm. of the nhl uh every season they do uh, a charity called bell let's talk i forgot how much money goes to each tweet and retweet of the hashtag bell let's talk hmm. uh but it goes towards mental health uh raising awareness for mental health and and trying to raise money to help people get treatment for mental health because uh, I know that we've, we're have we coming a long way, uh, we've come a long way in as far as human history towards uh, acknowledging and, and trying to treat mental health, but we're still a long way away from completely understanding it, um, as far as you can see with regards to uh, people, uh, Uh, Not being able to come out and and seek help or or feeling stigmatized and and what have you or or just bad things happening afterwards and we won't get into that but Bell Let's Talk is trying to raise awareness for that as far as athletes are concerned um, uh, We've we've seen especially like in football and hockey players suffering from depression due to hits from their head and that sort of thing which is also another mental and physical debilitation And it's just a a day for people to talk about it talk about their experience or the experience of other family and friends uh, out there and um, so it's a good thing that they're doing and and raising a lot of money today Uh, the sports goofs Twitter uh, tweeted out the bell let's talk hashtag in the morning to be part of it so um, uh, that was just an aside but it's just a good thing that's happening today that I wanted to point out Uh, uh, so actually my my uh, so I actually wanted to uh, post this um, this video here. So give me a second uh, about um, a guy Mikey has suggested.
1: So let's uh, 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 let's go up here and put that in. So while in. you while you pull that up, I'm going to go ahead and talk a little about about this fellow. All right. It is Adrian Peterson. No, not the. Uh, Let's say infamous uh, running back from the University of Oklahoma, Minnesota known, Vikings, Minnesota yeah. Vikings, and let's say some suspendable activities. Um, How'd kids? Right. <laughs> this is Adrian Nicholas Peterson, who uh, played f- college for Georgia Southern University which is out in Georgia at least Georgia, yes I forgot what city it's in which is bad on my part Southern. Statesboro, Georgia Yo. I won't be here tomorrow will you give me a call if you want to walk? okay hello Charles I won't be here
0: tomorrow will you give me a call if you want to walk? what is this? I have no idea what's going on <laughs>
1: what were you watching
0: i uh, know i wasn't watching anything huh. i think charles's uh voice message was playing on the phone
2: <laughs> damn it's out loud there you go now we
1: know
0: okay is. so some keep going
1: okay so <laughs> adrian peterson nothing <laughs> but quality here folks <laughs> was also running back played for georgia southern university oh this? this is on a vhs jeez He had a pretty decent career in the NFL, played for the Chicago Bears from 2002 to 2009, was on the Seattle Seahawks practice squad in 2010, then ended his career for the Virginia Destroyers of the United Football League in 2011. He is currently the director of player... They say person, uh, personal, but I'm sure that's a typo. <laughs> um, he is the Director of Student Athlete Development. Uh, he was announced at this position in October of 2018. And he is very well known for the clip that Francisco is about to pull up on Well, screen. I already pulled it up. It oh, was you already, did? Yeah. I already, I already
0: showed it. That right. was a
1: heck of a run. Very... Not Oklahoma, Adrian Peterson ask
0: Yeah, I'm and trying to get to the other one. There he is. Okay. <laughs> so
1: that was a very good run. He, his career, not including the playoffs, he had six He's 000, Gainesville. Well, twenty something miles outside okay, so, of oh, Gainesville. Yeah.
0: Okay, but he went yeah. to school at Santa Fe. All right. right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, right.
1: Alachua, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's actually in the College Football Hall of Fame, as a matter of fact. He won the Walter Payton Award for the most outstanding offensive player oh. in FCS back in 1999. And I believe 1999 was the year that that run happened, which... Uh... Oh, that's interesting.
0: I wasn't... Okay, so I, I could have pointed him out when, uh, when I went to the College Football Hall of Fame. By the <laughs> way... the uh, when you get to the College Football Hall of Fame, where they have all the names of the players, mm-hmm. um, uh, I thought it'd be more glamorous, maybe kind of like Major League Baseball. But I kind of see the point because if you had like all plots of every college football player and coach and you know AD, uh, it'd be it it spanned for miles. So they can't feasibly do that. So uh, they just put the names on these um, like tab like. I don't know if they're stone tablets, but, you know, they're, they're kind of etched into mm-hmm. the into the stone. So that's that's how it is. But gotcha. it's, it's pretty clean and pretty nice, and it goes by year.
1: One of these days I'm going to have to go. I think that's on my bucket list at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that run, which was actually in the FCS championship game, as a matter of fact, well, at the time it was known as D1AA. Uh, fun fact, Bill Snyder was inducted into the Hall of Fame like five years ago while he was still coaching. <laughs> that that may be a trivia question on reddit college football mm. so if anyone's does that be lookout be on the lookout for that possibly um but yeah that run that you just saw was as a matter of fact that took place in the championship game so that was he had a big role in uh, yeah he had a big role in helping them win their first national championship since 1990, and they're one, two, three, four, fifth overall. So that is Adrian Peterson, the Georgia Southern Eagle. Not to be confused with Adrian Peterson, the Oklahoma Sooner.
0: Okay. All right, guys, so my guy, um,
1: hoping I can find it here. I sent you the link. Huh? Are you, If it is what you think it is, if, if it is what I think it is, I sent you a link for it. Uh, I, mine, mine, well... Well, no, I sent... No, the, the play? No, no, no. The, the... His introduction on NBC.
0: Oh, Antoine Renaud?
1: Yeah. Uh, n- no, I, but I...
2: You sent... I think you sent me the link, but it's on the group. Though.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um... I actually just wanted to highlight like, this commercial that he was in.
2: Hey, I'm Antoine Rendell, and welcome to Easterns. What kind of car can I get for you? I'm a mom with two kids. I'm thinking maybe a minivan. A minivan? Yep, no problem. We can do that. You know what? I've always wanted a convertible. A convertible? Yep. With two kids? Hmm. Okay, we could we could do that too. <laughs> it's okay. How about an SUV? An SUV, of course. We can do that also. But you know what? Maybe I should go with a four-door sedan. I got just the thing. I'll take it.
0: Select yours at Easterns.com. I just love when these guys do these local commercials. Uh, I, I highlighted a guy in a commercial. I think that might just be my shtick now for now. I'm just going to look for guys in commercials. Because last week I had uh, Eddie Jones in a Taco Bell commercial. And this week I had Antoine Randall L. on a, uh, In a local uh, car dealership commercial. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me get this link here. Alrighty. Uh, Let's do
2: it.
0: Alright. YouTube TV. Watch like (laughs)
1: things.
0: As he was under pressure, it'll be second and ten. Let's take a look at that offense.
1: Jason Campbell, Auburn.
2: Clint important you. This is an unintentional sponsor, I guess. You. Antoine Randall, Indiana University. Chris Cooley, Utah State. Chris Samuels, Alabama. Pete Kendall, Boston College. Casey Rablock, Wisconsin. Brandon Thomas, Mississippi State. John Jansen, Michigan.
0: I love Randall. Every time he does that, I think he's auditioning to succeed Pat Sajak someday on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So uh, I guess maybe the, his his personality is why he's gotten all these commercials <laughs> and things. That's why I chose him. Uh, I just I I, re- I just he popped in the top of my
1: head for some reason okay Antoine Randall uh, Well, hey you were you forgot to remember him and now you remember to forget him No, well.
0: but I, I, I don't know where I heard his name maybe uh, When they were talking about the Steelers or something and and I was like, okay He won the Super Bowl with the Steelers in like 2005, right? Uh, so I was like, okay, I remember him and uh, I'll look him up and let's see if he was in a commercial And then I found him in a local car commercial. And I just wanted to remember him for that even though he was a solid player when he was playing so uh many thanks to Antoine Randall L for having a pretty fun name to say that's for sure actually he's a that's another thing I like guys who have fun names to say uh, Antoine Randall L that's a funny
1: that's that's really fun to say uh, um, another good one is UCF alum Atari Bigby <laughs> I'm kidding yeah. I'm not joking that is really his name. Nice name um Lee J Douzable is another UCF alum um uh, <laughs> I mean, heck, they have... <laughs> University of Ja, Rastafari. <laughs> that was... There's a video by Highlight Heaven that Mikey's talking about that c- compiles all of these funny introductions. Oh, oh hold on. We got to look at that. Hold on. And uh, Atari, uh, Atari's was uh, University of Ja, Rastafari. <laughs> hold on. Uh, go to YouTube. Highlight heaven? Right. Highlight heaven Here we go.
0: Player Oh you sent it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Funniest player interactions? Mm-hmm. Interactions? Okay,
1: hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's one. Here we go. Edelman, Ken State Danny Amendola Texas Tech Marty The Imagination Agency Cameron Fleming yep. Stanford Alabama Birmingham I'm Tony Gonzalez University of California Sam <laughs> Baker Southern California University of Miami. Jamel McLean, Syracuse University
2: Sizzle Ball Sohar University
1: Darius Webb Nichols State University
2: Shaw Phillips
1: Adobe Quentin Zammer Tari Bigby University of Utah, Stanford, Star Lake, University of Utah, Corbin, Harvards, Thomas <laughs> Davis, the University of Georgia, Tech, Nate Burleson, Rainier View Elementary,
2: Tydeyshawn, Boise State. Ourselves <laughs> to the NFC defense. Jared Allen, Culinary Academy,
1: Justin Smith, Missouri, Abuela. Georgia Tech, Pat Anger, the United State of Iowa. <laughs> As he was under <laughs>
2: pressure, it'll be second and ten. Let's take a look
0: at that offense.
2: Jason Campbell, Auburn. Clint Portis, the U. Mike Sellers, North Thurston High School. Santana Moth, the U. Antoine randall Indiana University. Chris Cooley, Utah <laughs> State. Chris Samuels, Alabama. Pete Kendall, Boston College. Casey Raubach, Wisconsin. Brandon Thomas, Mississippi
1: State. John Jansen, Michigan.
0: I love randall Every time he does that, I think he's auditioning to succeed Pat Sajak someday on Wheel of Fortune.
2: James <laughs> Ferrier, Virginia. Lawrence, Tennessee, Florida State. James Harrison, Kent State. Ike Taylor. Swagging. Terrell Carter. Minnesota. Ryan Clark. Louisiana. William Gay. Louisville. Pittsburgh defense as Tomlinson takes the ball
0: up to the 50-yard line. Still my favorite intro. Ike Taylor. Swagging.
1: <laughs> oh, no, you know what that is and it's funny yeah, I know it <laughs> Jared Allen, Culinary Academy Brown, West Virginia University Lionel Dalton, Detroit Cooley High School Jared Allen, Joshua Burns Preschool Emmy <laughs> Parker, University of Oregon Arturo Gonzalez, University of California Jordan Black
0: Chris Jenkins, <laughs> two times My That's great Uh I love it.
1: Okay, guys. Those are our guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, I love the guys that that don't take it too seriously. That for those few moments where they have to do that introduction recording, uh, you know, uh, swagger, uh, <laughs> <the> Culinary <laughs> Academy, uh, the United State of Iowa. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right,
0: so um, so that's our players we forgot and remember again. All right. Uh, there's no update on the Fulmer Cup this week because... No one's been arrested. Ah, gosh darn it. I will say this. Actually, there's a thing that you promised us last week. What's that? Who was the player that got 55 points?
1: Oh, I totally forgot. I completely spaced. I okay. know, that's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's my bad. I'm gonna have to look that one up. You can't do it now? Or you don't remember them? I don't remember them. okay. I'll have to look that up. Alright, so, next week? Next
0: week. Next week. Okay, fine. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, well. Uh, so we are about an hour and a half now. Uh, kinda, I don't know if, it doesn't seem like Cesar's coming in, but. Uh, I, I We could save Anthony Davis for next week Whenever he pops in Because his team is kind of the team That's kind of pushing all yeah. of this With regards to the Los Angeles Lakers And I'd love to hear his perspective On the Anthony Davis saga That's about to start All I can tell you is the Heat are not getting him We are totally mm-hmm. screwed with our contracts And we have no Expiring contracts right now uh, Deion Waiters uh, Is a super streaky player that uh is not gonna entice anybody to come here, that's for sure, and no I don't know why we signed them to such a long term deal. Uh Hassan Whiteside still is making four billion dollars and nobody wants any of that in today's NBA. Uh Dwayne Wade is retiring and Josh Richardson, Bam bio and Justice Winslow are still even though they're pretty promising, they're still not worth Anthony Davis. So the Pelicans are not going to trade straight up just for those guys and will not take one of our bad contracts so as a Heat fan we're just going to be screwed and we'll wait till next offseason in 2020 uh, for Clint Thompson or somebody like that so
2: we won't uh, talk about that <laughs> we, we, but we can talk about one thing what one one thing in regards to trades, we, you know, we'll save it for next time. Caesar comes on, but I'll speak it from the Miami heat perspective in the East. All it takes is one nice little trade to bump from being a seventh seed to like a fourth seed, especially since Indiana is kind of like now, unfortunately floundering out uh, as a fish out of water mm-hmm. gasping its last gap.
0: I think, um, well, let's see. Uh, it, that is true. In the East, that can happen. Look, LeBron left, and all of a sudden we've got the Milwaukee Bucks atop the East. Uh, the Toronto Raptors. I, I, Kawhi's not staying. I don't think he's staying. Nah. Uh, it just it doesn't look that way. It looks like he's just gonna bolt for. Um, looking like the Clippers are the front runner for that, and uh, it, it doesn't seem like the Raptors are gonna be able to keep him, and which is all the more. Uh, all the more reason for the Raptors to at least make it to the finals this season and just have a new an Eastern Conference banner just to have it at this point and get it while they can. Uh, the Boston Celtics are still, I think they're tr- still trying to find a way to make everything work with their pieces. Um, I'm, we made a comment about um, uh, about Jaleel Okafor and having uh, a nice uh, run of five games, and you made a comment, Charles, that – I did. Uh, – uh, it's nice when a player gets more than five minutes to, to actually, you know, produce.
2: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if I can steal on that for two seconds, you get that so much in the NBA because of either coaching changes or there's such a level of skill that they have on one side of the ball, but they can't do the other. Like, Jaleel is an offensive producer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really know how to pivot his feet on the rebound, and he's bad at defense. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, what matters more in your philosophy of coaching? Offense or a guy who can kind of swipe the glass? I understand he's a center, but he kind of fits that, fits that prototype center of like, hey, at least he can score mid-range, up close, a little bit downtown. Another guy I think about is Frank Kaminsky, who is just doing nothing in New Orleans. No, his, I'm sorry, Charlotte, uh, with the Hornets. Um, and I can see him literally being traded where – they were doing good, and they got Boriego or Borrega, um as their new coach, and he went from being in the lineup. This guy was a ninth, ninth in the draft pick, uh, and just kind of like disappeared. And he was kind of lucky. He did some stuff with uh, what was not Wisconsin, but was in, no, it was Wisconsin, right? Uh, when he was coming out of college, um, uh, regardless, he had it yeah. was wanted two. He had yeah. some skills and he had some lineup time, and then what happens was then comes a new coach, and he just limits minutes where he's not even doing anything. And so you have young guys who are thriving, uh, who may thrive under different kind of coaching schemes, offensive minutes, but if they're you know, put into a position where you already knew that you had this guy for so long, and you can't develop him, you can't nurture him, they only come in really because of injury. I mean, that's how Julio Okafor is coming in, because Anthony Davis is injured. Um... You, know, you might not know what you have. I mean, that makes me think about Hassan, because we talked about a little bit earlier on the contracts. Guy was a two-time uh, 10-day contract, right? And yeah. then he produced, and then he produced the following season, and the guys make a contract. Sometimes you can find, not diamonds in the rough, because that's so cliche, but you can find adequate starting players if you just give them time to see if they fit and mesh, as opposed to giving garbage time, because you're getting blown out by 30 points against Houston or against Golden State
0: that's kind of my I, I made a point about Jalen Brown yeah uh, I know he got injured uh, earlier in the season but he's still one of those big pieces that the Boston Celtics are are kind of kind of well, one of those young pieces that they coveted and uh, essentially are holding on to yeah. uh, for maybe for Anthony Davis we don't know uh, it could be but he's seen little playtime and it's basically because Brad Stevens hasn't been playing him as much. Um, He's not. A, he's not. He's coming off the bench now, but when you've seen him in a uh, given uh, minutes, he starts to flourish and thrive. And he's just one of those guys that needs reps. He needs more playing. I mean, you have to realize those guys are still super young. So they need yeah, more time to it's develop their game. 20-21, like I think. Yeah, they can't develop their game sitting on the bench and going against um, maybe the, the second unit or third or whatever of the other team. They need time against the, against um, starters. They need uh, they can't just do everything in practice. And Jalen Brown is a guy who needs that sort of environment. When Brad Stevens is benching him, it's not really that good. And, well.
2: To comment on that, you know the reason why he's kind of benching him, right? It's because we're trying to make Gordon Hayward fit for 80-something games just to get the team gelling come the playoffs. Well, and That's that, what it really feels like. And, it and, feels and, like a grand experiment.
0: Yeah, and that, and, and at the same time, it's... Um, at the same time, the, the Celtics need to find a way to justify the Hayward contract as well because uh, mm-hmm. they have to play him. It's basically what the Heat are doing and well, except for Whiteside, uh, but with regards to playing Dion and, and all these other guys, they're just trying to justify giving them those contracts and seeing maybe they could pull out a miracle, but they can't. We just have a bunch of good to average players and who can't lead a team. Uh, but still, um, uh, the Celtics are still finding their chemistry. Kyrie Irving kind of admitted it. When he kind of apologized to LeBron for leaving and all that stuff, he's realizing that it's not as easy. Uh, the Celtics are still trying to find their way. They're still the the quote unquote favorite to to um, to to rule the Eastern Conference the next few seasons. But this season, they're kind of finding some a little bit of adversity. Milwaukee has uh, surprised everyone and is dominating, and the Raptors too. So the Celtics may not have. It this season, I think that's why they're probably eyeing Anthony Davis. They didn't go after Paul George, uh, and they, I guess they regret that because Paul George didn't bolt for L.A. He stayed in O.K.C. and likely, if he had gone to Boston, he probably would have stayed at this point. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, okay, so some nice basketball talk. Uh, Andrew has completely tuned out. We haven't talked about the Magic.
1: <laughs> hey, I've told you a million times. I carry, carry, I care precious little about the National Basketball Association. <laughs> okay, um, but I'm not sure if he caught the message. But I found the guy. Yes, I found the Fulmer Cup guy. Okay. So this gentleman, his name is Samuel Marshall. He was a freshman. A redshirt freshman for the College of William & Mary back in 2014. What was his name? Samuel? Samuel Marshall. Marshall. What, two L's or one L? Two L's. Uh, well, Marshall's two L's. Okay. He was arrested for the following. He was charged with 17 felonies. Including the sale of LSD and the possession of cocaine.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> okay, that's a fun time.
1: <laughs> he is currently the still the record holder for uh, most points accumulated by one person in a former Cup season. Although apparently, he he ended up still, uh, serving no jail time.
2: Really? Mm hmm. Must have been a good defense lawyer. <laughs> Had to be the guy who convinced him. What was the guy from last time? The Coke Pedro dealer? Pedro Guerrero. Pedro Guerrero's attorney.
0: I, I, I'm looking at. I've just pulled up 2014. It was in 2014. Mm-hmm. The Fulmer Cup standings here. The final one for that for that, uh, offseason. Uh, let's see. Just to, just to have some fun here. Revenge of the FCS. It takes more than just a few rogue players to win the Fulmer Cup. <laughs> I'm liking this already. Indeed, like the sport they play, it needs teamwork. Cal Poly displayed such teamwork when five players were caught trying to rob a fraternity house in San Luis Obispo. Between them, the five earned 26 felony counts and an incredible 77 points, a score only matched by a similar group robbery by Auburn players in 2011. (laughs) William & Mary can take heart as the individual who earned them most of their points earned the award for individual achievement. Texas A&M can take up the prize as best of the FBS, yet still only took third to two FCS titans. <laughs> yeah, so Cal Poly Mustangs of the Big Sky Conference at 77 points that 2014 offseason. And yeah, uh, the individual, the Paul Deke Memorial Oh, the trademark I love how they put the TM there as a trademark uh, for conference compliance some might say no surprises here an average point total of over nearly 10 points per team reminds us that this is the SEC's world and we only live here 137 points for the SEC uh, they sure do love their academics don't they uh, they just you know they don't look the other way with regards to the
1: players whatsoever And recently, it's not related to the Fulmer Cup, but there was another award created part of uh, our CFB called the Harvey Updike Award. The Harvey Updike, for those who don't know, was an Alabama fan who was so angry at Auburn beating them that in some context, Auburn is known for what's known as... uh, I'm going to... Tumor's, the trees at, oh man, that Tumor's Oaks, it's a, a certain, it's, a, it's an area of trees right next to Auburn University Stadium, and after wins, Auburn fans would quote-unquote roll the trees, which is where they would throw toilet paper rolls over the tree limbs, but this uh, Harvey Updike, who's an Alabama fan, got so angry at a loss that he poisoned the tree (gasps) oh oh wow and these trees have been there for ever basically um so he killed the trees they had to be taken down they were eventually replaced but this award is now named after him for the uh here's the word the it is awarded to commemorate the biggest douchebag fan in college <laughs> football for the past season. Um, the winner this year, as a matter of fact, was a guy named Buckeye Guy, or he goes by that. Oh, okay, all right. Um, he showed up at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Um, I'm in now. He was. He showed up in full regalia to the memorial of Earl Bruce, who was a football player for the Ohio State. Wait, I'm confused. So he showed up in full regalia to this memorial service, and it was only intended for former players. So he showed up in this crazy regalia and he won The Harvey
0: update so he showed up unannounced or uninvited or he crashed a funeral for a former player Uh, I'm I'm assuming maybe he was a fan and it was an Ohio State player that he wanted to show some respect to and I guess uh, that wasn't the way to do it Something like that because I I cannot see him going out alive (laughs) if he went to like it was a funeral for a Michigan player or something and there were former players there Okay. He also
1: signed the memorial plaque, only intended to be signed by former players. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Major tool. I wholeheartedly agree with that, Mikey.
0: I love this. This is great. I, I love it. They, they have the explanations for the awards and everything. This is great. This is fun. This is going to be a fun thing to, <laughs> to keep track of over. But so far... All the college football players have been good boys, except Mm -hmm. for that one.
1: Except for that one, and in the grand scheme of things, that was fairly minor.
0: Yeah. Come on, guys. (laughs) Where's Jameis Winston when you need him?
1: (laughs) So what's our next segment, sir?
0: Okay, so uh, we are an hour 47 in, and I think we should just go towards what we usually do when we close. And that is, uh, guess that college team name, weird college team names if you want. Sure. Uh, there's a ton of college basketball and for women and men and, and even hockey. <laughs> and we don't know any of their names, and somehow Andrew does. <laughs> so, Andrew, look up who's playing today. Uh, we've got a, a crawl up on the screen. Uh, all I see is that the Virginia Tech Hokies are beating the Miami Hurricanes 76 to 62 uh, mm. down here in Miami in Coral Gables. So far. Uh, let, oh, let's uh, while you're looking that up, uh, let's see the Heat are losing to the what the Heat are losing to the Bulls, 50 to 48 at <laughs> halftime. But you know, the Heat are uh, just so fairly inconsistent that, especially in their own division. That's that's what irks me the most. They always seem to lose to the Orlando Magic <laughs> when they really shouldn't. Uh, but the Southeast Division in the NBA, even though divisions don't matter,
1: is really terrible. Oh, and one more thing before we get to the the names, I thought you might enjoy this. There's something part of the former Cup called the Switzer Slam. There's the Switzer Sweep and the Switzer Slam. Named after Barry Switzer, who Mikey brought up a while ago. It was the Oklahoma coach who just went nuts. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Switzer Sweep is a team that wins the Fulmer Cup, the National Championship, and has the number one recruiting class. Ah, okay. The Switzer Slam is the Fulmer Cup, the National Championship, and the Heisman. <laughs> okay, the, so it's like the like a
0: Grand Slam in tennis. Exactly. Okay, I get it. The or only breakfast. one team
1: that has, has the <laughs> Can you guess who that is? Florida. Uh, it is an SEC team, though. SEC. Okay, mm. so, Alabama. Okay,
2: LSU. LSU. Yeah. <laughs> Not LSU. Auburn.
1: Yes. Back in 2011,
2: oh God, was it Cam? They had the
1: national championship. <laughs> ah. They, they, I forget how they won the Fulmer Cup, but then Cam Newton won right. the Heisman. So they were the first and only team and had the number one recruiting class. No, that's apparently they're two different. The sweep oh, is okay. is with recruiting class. Okay. And if somehow they were able to get all four, I think the world would implode. <laughs> okay so speaking of guessing I'm gonna get to our teams right now Um, we have actually a lot of time for this so this should be fun I've picked six teams so this should be a lot of fun the first up is Texas A&M at Corpus Christi Texas A&M at Corpus Christi the Corpus
0: Christi Aggies no (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay I mean, Texas A.M. has the Aggies, though. Yes, that is correct. So we're good on that, at least. Because Corpus Christi isn't going to do alliteration, because apparently no college football team wants to do alliteration, because they should have been the Corpus Christi's corporals, <laughs> and it would have been awesome.
1: I will but, give you, know, you a hint. Tell me. It is, they share a name with one of the NHL's teams in the Eastern Conference. They share a
0: name with an NHL team in the Eastern Conference. Corpus Christi, so in Texas, so thinking... Mm.
1: Uh... Mikey beat you guys. He did? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that's
0: Thank good. you, Mikey.
2: Uh, <laughs> he, oh, he's, the like, he's like, kill him, he's already oh, dead.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, Corpus Christi's
1: on an island, right? That is correct. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Another fun... F- well, that's getting a little bit religious, but do you guys know what Corpus Christi means in Latin? Christ's body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Body of Christ. Okay. I'm not sure if I brought this one up before, but what the heck. Purdue Fort Wayne.
0: Man. I know the G League team is the mad
1: ants, and... It does start with an M, um, and it is an animal. Extinct animal. Okay. mammoths, Mastodons. Correct. Yeah, we did do that one. Okay. We did do that one. Yes. Uh, next up is USF. Not the University of South Florida. University of San Francisco. Oh, gosh. Didn't Wilt
0: Chamberlain play for them? I think he did. I think that was Wilt Chamberlain's school. Um, Let's find out. So, no, he went to Kansas. He went to camp. Oh, who played for freaking University of San Francisco? Was it maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I don't know. Um, I'll check. But whatever. Uh, so, um, gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I got off onto that tangent. But I know somebody big played for the University of San Francisco. Um, maybe Julius Serving. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just naming old uh, classic NBA players at this point. All right. Um, Bill Russell. Yeah. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. okay. okay. All right, so, Casey I, Jones I was, I was, okay, daughter. along with the big man, Kareem and, and Wilt and Bill. Okay. Uh, all right. So University of San Francisco,
1: not the 49ers, I'm assuming. No, you will, you will hear this name a lot in the Godfather series. God, the Godfather.
2: Don's? Correct. Oh, all right.
1: Okay my my clues are getting better yeah now this one's uh, yeah because you're at you're tying them to movie references right. and
0: things like that. that's cool
1: next up this isn't exactly a special name in any way shape or form but i'm bringing it up because they're playing tonight and they're from my hometown not the university of tulsa
2: so or roberts Golden university
1: okay it is a private Christian private Christian school located in Tulsa which is my birthplace it is well known for a large statue of prayer hands it is a very Christian school uh, I'm not sure if you want to bring that up on screen but it does, uh, uh, but okay what the heck um, so Oral Roberts University what is their mascot it is a color animal a avian a, a colored avian animal and i'm not sure if you guys know this this team but my, maybe mikey would they share the name of southern mississippi university of southern mississippi didn't jerry rice go there uh no i don't think so uh or brett Favre, somebody went there brett did. it was brett there. yeah yeah okay located in hattiesburg he went to Mississippi Valley State to okay. carry rice. Okay, no,
0: sir. Okay.
1: I was within the state. Right. Mikey is correct. It is the ORU Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. I see. Okay. Next up is Stephen F. Austin. We did
2: them. Is the it
0: Bulldogs?
1: Did we? We did Stephen F. Austin before. I'm going to start compiling the list of the schools it, that I've but, done so we don't have these repeats. Or you can go into
0: college hockey. Wait until college baseball starts. That'll be oh, fun. Oh, that'll too. be fun. Because uh, it was funny because uh, we didn't Cesar tell us that they had two different names for their college teams for baseball and stuff? That was yeah.
1: at Long, Long Beach State. Well, as a matter of fact, Stephen F. Austin has two different names. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so, what, so let's guess the second name then. Well, what was
2: the first? I mean, isn't it a dog or something like that? Nope. No. Uh,
1: I'm oh. wrong. Um, oh. I don't know. The... Um, it is mentioned a lot in a very famous Monty Python skit. Ooh. Very Canadian. Very Canadian. Uh, it's a it's a profession.
0: Uh, um, uh, lumberjack.
1: Correct. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, and the women's teams are the Lady Jacks. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't. The Lady Jack.
0: I thought. I don't know if that makes as much sense because a lady can be a lumberjack.
2: <laughs> but they're jacked ladies, man. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Last but or not at least, the Lumber Ladies, which <laughs> the Lumber Jills, I guess. Yeah, Lumber Jackson-Jills, yeah. All right, last but not least is very University PC. of California at Riverside. University of California
0: at Riverside. If Cesar was here, he might have known it. Um, <laughs> at Riverside, I have no idea which river and on what side. <laughs> so
1: that's already working against me. So my hint to you is it is the same as a very famous movie... Starring Sean Connery that was released in
2: 1986. Oh boy. Not the Untouchables, that's 1990s, no. yeah.
0: Not the extraordinary gentleman.
1: It's also <laughs> the name of a Toyota SUV. A to, um, okay, so not... A Raider. Oh, Mikey knows this, duh, because he's in California. It's the Highlanders. That's right, he
2: was in Highlander.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: Aside from Christopher Lambert, who played Raiden, go play video games, we know <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> so yes, our teams today were the Texas A&M Cor- Corpus Christi Islanders, the Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons, the University of San Francisco Dons the Oral Roberts University Golden Eagles, the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, and Lady Jacks, Mm. and the UC Riverside Highlanders. Mikey knew quite a lot of those, so uh, props to him for... He
0: wins the internet today. He wins
1: the internet today. Okay,
0: and so one thing I actually want to talk to you guys about, it was the fan opinion question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we go, it has nothing to do with sports whatsoever. But... Alright, so, I was at Publix. Now, I'm a able-bodied human being. I was standing in line behind another, or no, yeah, behind another able-bodied human being. Um, He looked like he was doing fine. Uh, He had all of his limbs were working. And he was uh, seeing, you know, he had the guy bagging the stuff. And so, I get my stuff and I'm walking out to the parking lot So you know go home and I see the guy completely able-bodied and he has the the, the supermarket attendant helping him load his groceries inside of his car um, now I, for some reason I had an issue with it <laughs> okay this, this dude and he, it was a dude uh, completely able-bodied doesn't didn't look like he had any sort of surgery uh, he had no braces or bandages or anything like that uh, I, Obviously, he was good enough to drive, so he must he, he wasn't on any sort of prescription medication. I had an issue with um, him getting the guy to put the stuff in his. I know it's a service that Publix does, and you don't have to tip the. the actually, they can't accept the tips uh, if if you um, if you want the to thank the guy for loading groceries inside of your car, but. If you're okay so if you're completely perfectly able-bodied would you ask for help from the supermarket attendant is that sort of rude I, I feel like it's rude like if I could do it myself why 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 are you gonna walk all the way out here when you could be back there helping with bra- bagging
1: groceries like I don't get it I mean I could see instances where you like let's it's an especially heavy item but this
0: guy, no this guy was taller than me this guy was taller and and, and looked like he he went to the He worked out at least a little bit or something Mm -hmm. like it it looked like he could lift it Okay, unless there was something wrong with his back and I couldn't see it but um, and But okay, if it was an especially heavy item, but the guy that I I saw him putting stuff in his car like some of that stuff wasn't that heavy so Am I the one that's being weird about this? But I feel like if I was completely able-bodied and I could do it I wouldn't ask the guy to come. I feel like it's lazy. I feel like it's lazy.
2: Well, you have to ask yourself this, Francisco. You know what's coming up soon? In two weeks' time. My Valentine's party? Day. Oh. Okay. Valentine's Day. Maybe he's trying to get a date. Don't you judge him. He's just checking out whoever the attendant is. Young or old. Man or woman. I'm not going to judge. Maybe that's where he's coming from. But besides that, if you can carry it, just carry it. It's not that far a trip unless you're 80 years old.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't think about that at all, Charles. Well, wow, that that was completely out of left field. I I would never have guessed that. Actually, that maybe maybe it is out of the realm of possibilities. Maybe that, I mean, maybe that's okay, it.
2: so entertainment-wise, for my own sick sense of humor, what was the attendance? Was it young? Or it was. The uh, uh, gosh, he, he was a.
0: Uh, maybe. Maybe a guy in his 20s but the other guy looked like he was in his uh mid to late 30s
2: you've never heard of sugar baby <laughs> it is miami man we we know that life uh, and that's the show folks <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes okay that is the show yeah we're gonna end on that thank you everybody uh for joining us uh, we had some of uh, technical difficulty, but I enjoyed this. As that. we usually do. We didn't talk about Anthony Davis, but we'll save that for next week. And, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Charles and Andrew and Mikey, for for, for tuning in. And everybody else who tuned in. Uh, so we'll see you guys uh, maybe next week.
1: Ayo.
2: Take care.
0: What language is that? Swedish. It's Swedish. Ah, they produce pretty good hockey players. And good meatballs. That's true. But they, they, very annoying furniture. Not a non sponsor, by the way.